Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I'm doing this tonight. You're probably gonna start a fight. I know this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on. I loved you endlessly when you weren't there for me. So now it's time to leave and make it alone. I know that I can't take no, no more. more. Ain't no lie. lie. I, I wanna, wanna see, see you out that door, door baby. baby. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah! yeah. I, I love it. And this is what you're saying to the child. I said this song is dedicated to Molly today. I didn't say that at the top of this, but I'm saying it right now because that's what you're going to say to the baby as you close the door <laughs> as you're trying to get her to go to sleep. I, um, I, it's fun because every week we've been doing page seven right after Molly desperately tries to get both of the children down to sleep. And um, it's kind of fun sometimes because just the look of a true tired desperation <laughs> on her face and so <laughs> i've been calling my life a shift lately like oh my shift is over uh, the, the shift is roughly 6 30 a.m to 7 p.m and then i'm like okay my shift is over now on to my to the next shift um now it's your shift is done but the, the shift is called life i think that Molly. shift is called life yeah that'll be the title of my memoir <laughs> <laughs> but you know look it's, we're still laughing <laughs> and it's like in sync. Remember when we used to listen to it on the Walkman and then it would skip and how angry it used to be because the CD would uh. start to skip. And then you realize that now um, that that problem in life is almost absolutely nothing in comparison to what you have to deal with many, many times a day on a daily basis. <laughs> I would love to date myself. Holden here. Hi. Uh, oh, hi, guys. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Page 7. Many hats. Yes. Holden McNeely, the magician of the podcast, is here to explain. That's what I always call you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I uh I I do want to date myself and say I showed up in New York City after college with a disc man as my primary source of music listening on the go. Wait a minute. And that's insane. Unless you yeah. are significantly older than I think you are. I think that you're not just dating yourself. You're like announcing how Lame. not with the times you were at that time. I also had like lame, a flip phone self. Well, well, I had a flip phone. I remember, phone. no, the iPhone happened while we were in New yeah, York. Yeah, that's fair. But, but flip phone is fine. iPods were around, but iPod, early, those early iPods they were, were expensive, cool, but were very expensive and were not like, well, first of all, nobody even know, like has iPods now. I mean, I remember getting to New York and being like, 
wait a second, I could have my entire music catalog, all of the CDs I own, in my pocket? That's insane. Yeah, no, you're you know right. What I mean? You're right. Like for sure. You're right. It was like a. It was just I like was just making the transition. My first yeah. big purchase in New York City was definitely like a MacBook and yeah. an iPod. Like after I got my full, first full time desk job, which uh, was horrible, but I did work with Mr. Henry Zabrowski at it, That's which my did brother. make it better. <laughs> and every day. Every day we would get into a weird fight about where we were going to go for lunch that day, and um, it was we just had a very strange relationship. I heard about time. it. I heard about it from both of you every single day about where <laughs> you always, guys had lunch, like, and then Henry would scream about how much ketchup you would put on your French yes, fries. Yes, because I, I would be like, I want cheesesteaks, because we'd always go to 99 Miles to Philly, which doesn't exist anymore, but that was where Ed worked. <laughs> oh my god, and <laughs> so this tragic. Is so one day we went to get cheesesteaks. <laughs> This is so dark. <laughs> we walk in and we're like skipping in. We're in a great mood going to get our cheesesteaks. Always in a good mood getting cheesesteaks. Usually saved it for Fridays. And we go in and we're like, and Ed just has the look of death on his face. We're like, what's wrong? And he's like, look. And we turn around and there's just this very sad family of people standing. Uh, it was like a, 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 a married couple and their very young son watching their uh, his grandfather get loaded up into an ambulance. And I'm laughing because it was in front of a, the store they were in when he had, I guess, a heart attack or whatever, was literally called Surprise, Surprise. Surprise, <laughs> Surprise. I remember but also, it because it's like, every time we walked past it, we'd go, Surprise. And I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the old guy had a heart attack in the store. And not only Too that, much but then, surprise. Henry and I, Henry and I proceed to eat our cheesesteaks, like, just sitting there watching this, like, incredibly sad scene. Because you only have a certain amount of time. You got to go back to work. In New York, there's no time. There's no time to be sad about anything. You got to get back to work. You can't accept. You can't think about that for the rest of the day. That was, like, my first three years in New York in a nutshell. It was just, like, bizarre tragedy that weirdly had a a weird sense of humor about it in its own chaotic way. Like, just the fact the store was called Surprise, Surprise. We're there to eat cheese we came in in like a particularly good mood that day too we're like Ed what's up and she's like, hey guys we're like what's wrong he's just like uh, and just like nodded and we just turned around and perfectly framed in the window facing the street was this scene like, oh, I love God. surprise surprise because you never knew it was going to be inside of surprise surprise because it was just stuff that fell off the back of a truck so you had yeah. no idea so it would be a whole wall filled with huge industrial size bottles of Dawn. And you're just like, I don't know why. Why do they have so many? Where did right. they all come from? Um, surprise. But, you know, it was a surprise. You never knew what you were going to get, which is not mm-hmm. surprisingly um, not a good model for keeping a store open in New York City. Yeah, did that close? That yeah. probably closed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that closed long I mean, ago. it was in the East Village, like prime time traffic area, too. So... It was so funny, though. God, that those are some of the worst years of my life. But I will say, now that you are old, Holden, I think that you are a lot more fun now that you are so lame. Because I can do things like sing The Loneliest Girl from Carol and Tuesday to uh, you, which is the anime that we both watched from Netflix. And there's a very sad girl song in it. And every time I listen to it, I text Holden about how sad I am when I listen to the song. Because really, you're just my 12-year-old gal pal. Everybody check out Carol and Tuesday on Netflix. I'll just I'll go ahead and do it because I've really gotten it down to a T. 
Can you feel my? Can you feel my? Can you feel my tears? They won't dry. Can you feel my? Can you feel my teardrops of the loneliest girl? Wow, loneliest girl, devastating. The loneliest girl, absolutely beautiful. Check it out, Carolyn Tuesday on Netflix. It is just so good. Molly looks so upset. And then I threw Molly this. I'm like, watch these furry videos with Violet J from Insane Cloud Posse. And Molly's just in there so tired. I'm forcing her to watch these videos of a furry convention featuring Violet J of Insane Cloud Posse and his daughter. And it's just like, I'm like, isn't it fun? And she's just like, yeah, yeah, it's real fun. I love an Insane Clown Posse story. I think that they're (laughs) terrific. And so, and I, you know, I've grown to Mm. love a furry story. So it really is our wheelhouse here. But it's there's just an onslaught of <laughs> getting ready for page seven at this point in my life. I like I don't even have any idea what's going on in the news. And then I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And then I'm just like plunging myself into the you know what has up to now been a fairly non-existent world of pop culture. But it seems like we're coming back. There's like more pop culture. We're starting news this to week. come back. But then there are stories like the story that Holden sent to us about this. So this is from 2018, but there's a lot of stuff that's being resurfaced now because, again, people are trying desperately to write articles online to make some sort of money. So a lot of things are coming back into play. And so Holden sent us this article that was about Violent J from ICP going with his 12-year-old daughter to a furry convention, and he's so supportive that he had his own outfit built to go with her, with her and her fursona. Now, Holden, you love ICP. Wait, Molly, are you an ICP? Are you a juggalette? I'm not technically a juggalette, but I have extreme admiration for their class politics. Uh, I think that they're like an extremely righteous group of fandom and I so I have a lot of admiration for the juggalos and juggalettes even though I have not ever listened to an insane clown posse song aside from the one about magnets I know the one about magnets I would definitely (laughs) recommend the album Great Malenko or the album Riddle Box as a good start Uh, we could talk about the lore with the six joker cards to end the world but I will just say uh, another great recommendation if you'd rather just learn about the fandom I always recommend this book I love this book it's called You Don't Know Me but you don't like me. And it is about a guy, I believe he's like a vice reporter maybe. Either way, he's like one of those reporter guys that uh, went around and followed uh, ICP fans and fish fans for like a long period of time and wrote a book. And, And it's so great because he goes back and forth. And what's fun for me is like, I both enjoyed the whole Juggalo thing and I was a fish head like in high school and early college. So it really tapped in for me. Is it similar to like the Hunter S. Thompson, like Hell's Angels, like kind of following them with that kind of way? That's That's cool. A little bit. Hell's Hell's Angels is a, a great example of, yeah, it's following these counterculture movements and just getting into the background and like really, you know, especially like just telling very personal stories about these different kids that, you know, decided to like devote their lives to insane clown posse and the scene and everything and fish and all that. And you really learn that there's a ton of great stories uh, that go along with it. So anyways, I, I like blew through that book. I just enjoyed it so much. 
But have you have you purchased one of the fuck your rebel flag ICP shirts yet? Yeah, those rule. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's funny. Like when they're, they're counterculture politics, I feel like, see, my problem is growing up again. I know that I've said this on here before. Growing up in Florida, I have a very specific idea and I've interacted with many, many juggalos and juggalettes that I will say I didn't like. Uh, but that doesn't mean that all of them are. And now that I've been uh, as an adult and talking like this and talking to Marcus and Holden and then being introduced to a bunch of a whole other community of juggalos that they're so much more different than I thought they were growing up in Florida. You know, yeah, you, totally. you get a very specific idea in your head. So now all of that has changed. So I'm trying to get more into ICP because I dig the idea that they really do accept you it's a very accepting community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, right. Like for when I was in high school, it was just the sh- like I feel like the shorthand for people who liked ICP, you know, was the is the like not okay term of like white trash, right? It was like, oh, that's a thing that like poor right. people like, poor white people like, right? And uh, and so I had this kind of like you know dismissive. Um, idea about people who who like them, and also obviously they're weird. Like the clown makeup is weird. Yeah, well, I didn't like boy band girls. Sorry. <laughs> you're, uh, well, you're. But a- I'm saying I was wrong. I was like, I had a, I, I had a, a judgmental and dismissive relationship to them that was so limited. All I knew was like those that band looks weird, and the people who like them yeah. are this type of, you know. St- negative stereotype that I have and then when I was in college I did an internship at a children's theater company with a bunch of high school kids and a bunch of the high school kids had siblings who were in prison and they were all um ICP fans and they were all they were girls like a bunch of like teen uh juggalettes and it was like such a like philosophy for them and it reminded me of how I felt in high school with a different you know, I mean, how much more dignity do I have to stand on as a ska kid who found meaning in uh, the horn section, right? And I'm, I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, this is just like beautiful. kids who fi- are finding like a really, really strong sense of community and meaning in the music that they're listening to. And then with jugglers, yeah. it comes along with this whole other set of like, yeah, like class analysis. And I was like, I had this whole conversion where I was like, this actually is extremely awesome. And it's just like a fandom, yes. but it's even more than that because it's this whole community of acceptance and welcoming and like like real kind of like proud class solidarity. It's like really, really interesting. Which is why I think it makes so much sense that Violent J is so supportive of his daughter's um, fursona yeah, I mean, community. He, yeah. he wears face paint <laughs> for every gig he does. I mean, of course he would support dressing up in a crazy costume. You know what I mean? He's inspired so many people to dress up and wear face paint and stuff like that. I will say with the Confederate flag shirt, I feel like it's the same as having a red hat with like an anti, you know, Trump slogan on it. It's like, it doesn't matter because the Confederate flag is still on the shirt. So yeah, I it's understand. still just like, that's why I'm not running out to buy it, but I do appreciate that uh, the the shirt the and, sentiment and is good how, yeah you know the way that they've been yeah totally and and anyone else who wants to buy it but uh, <laughs> yeah fantastic stuff and uh, I, it's so shocking to me because like I always kind of liked them as a joke but also kind of legitimately liked them because I my me and my friends were just comedy nerds that loved anything just weird and insane and there was like this is insane like what are these guys I don't even understand like they're clowns but they're like dirty rap dudes you know what i mean and i mean also i will who say can- the the commitment to the makeup choices are um a very very I- inspiring 
Especially with how much sweating they all do. And and I love leaning into trashiness. Yeah. I do love it, absolutely. And also, come on, who can... With lines like, I'm Violent J and I'm back like a vertebrae. I mean, come on, that's some, that's good. That's, good. that's just good. <laughs> You're right. We're giving them more of a chance. We're open. We're open to your, your community, Holden. We're I'm considering we doing a full Twitch stream where I just listen to every single album in the Insane Clown Posse catalog. At least the studio albums. Obviously, I can't run through all the bootleg live shows. That may actually last for 12 hours. I may do it at some point. We'll see. I hope you guys would join me, though, if, if I did that. And I got to say, I'm not trying to alienate any fish heads out there, but if I had to choose between fandoms, <laughs> I would choose Insane Clown Posse 150 times over fish. And I have, I'm sure, like yes. a number of close friends who are fish people. But like, mm-hmm. I remember a couple of New Year's days ago, my friends used to have a party on New Year's <laughs> Day, like a daytime, everyone get together if you're hungover, if you're not. And this uh, person, was, this was before I had been pregnant, but I think it was when I was trying to get pregnant, but this person there was pregnant and I was like, oh, what did you do for New Year's? Give me your baby. Oh, you <laughs> okay. Give like, me the baby yeah, inside you- of you. You're going to be a Rebecca DeMornay. <laughs> I, I only say that because I remember like not knowing what it would be like, but that I had been thinking about it a lot. And I was like, oh, did you like stay home and just watch a movie or whatever? And she was like, well, my husband is a big fish fan. So we went Ugh. to a fish concert at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, and she had to be sober. Did you get what did you were you sober? Like, and she was like, yeah, I did. I was I'm pregnant and so I was sober and it was like a six or seven hour New Year's Eve fish concert sober and pregnant and I was like I'd rather be dead like I'd rather be dead to the extent that that. fish concerts sound fun it is only related to the amount of drugs you can do is what I hear you know many drugs I I will just say that I would definitely if I had to go to one of those two shows sober I would definitely pick Insane Clown Posse yeah because it's gonna be really interesting and I feel like fish concerts just not gonna be as interesting no it's like going to a ween concert sober you can't go to a (laughs) ween concert sober I feel like it's illegal I think that they test you to make sure you're on drugs before you enter the the establishment or else you're just gonna they definitely take some blood they definitely take some blood. I'm pretty sure it's for that reason, but I don't usually ask when I go. I just give them my blood. You know, they say, you know, the, the stomach or the rump. I do the rump. Always the rump. For, for some reason, they don't do the arm. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre. I'm already getting drunk, ladies. Uh, we're yeah, sipping on dog. some wine over here. Imagine Fantastic. what kind of drugs we're going to have to be on when we go to Flavortown. Wow. Flavortown. I can't wait. If you guys have been on the internet, you have seen that Guy Fieri fans want to rename Columbus, Ohio, to Flavortown. This now, is this, my fight song. Uh, really, <laughs> this is so funny. It's so, I definitely, I have, if you go to change.org, there is a petition <laughs> to change it because people are against the idea that it is named after Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And I think that my favorite part, and then since this is where Guy Fieri, not where he hails from, but it was it's where he, he was born in Columbus, even though he is from 
Northern California. You know what I mean? Check out the pop history episode on Guy Fieri if you'd like to learn more about Guy Fieri's uh, childhood and upbringing. Say it right, Guy Fieri? <laughs> Give him the respect he deserves because soon he will be the mayor. I see he goes right to the being the mayor of New Flavortown. I think my favorite part about this petition is not only is Guy Fieri getting attacked as if this was his own idea, but also <laughs> the people that are brutally mad that someone would dare say they're not going to change the name of Columbus, <laughs> Ohio to Flavortown. It's not going to happen. It's just not it's not going to happen. And it's so funny because people take it so seriously about the the implication that it will be named to Flav- Yeah, I fucking signed the petition. I did it. It is so perfect because obviously number 1 fuck Christopher Columbus, right? Uh his statue mm. should be torn down and his Monument should be renamed. And what's so great about it it. is that so often the defense is like, oh, okay, yes, sure, he, like, uh, was a committer of genocide, but... What it means now is like pride in Italian American heritage. This is what Andrew Cuomo said a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and yeah, that's a just stretch. Uh, and it's like no, it doesn't. Like no one is like yeah, Columbus. But I, I, the 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 kind of pretense is that this is like Italian American pride and. Italian American pride, fine. Watch Goodfellas. Are, what are you talking are, yeah, about? Exactly. I'm Italian. There are so many other great Italian American icons, and no one is thinking about that when they think about Christopher Columbus. They're thinking about the genocide, and so it's so perfect to be like, "Oh, we'll honor Italian Americans. How about Guy Fieri?" It's like such a perfect, like perfect way to take the reasoning for protecting Christopher Columbus, and then just be like, "What about this guy?" Oh my God, I love it. Shit all over it. Shit all over it. Shit all over it. But in the most fun way possible and i just i love it It because it's like the idea of flavortown even coined from when when guy fieri was looking at a very big pizza and he said 10 years ago i'm there in a diner and i said to the guy he made a pizza i think that looks like a manhole cover in flavortown because of how big <laughs> yeah, it is. And by the way flavortown's enough but the fact that he added the manhole cover metaphor <laughs> Just like, I couldn't believe when I read that. Knocks that whole thing to the moon. Yeah. I mean, this guy is on another level, dude. I couldn't compete. <laughs> Could you imagine making that many? That was like five food puns in one statement. He is, a, <laughs> he is, he is the poet laureate of food puns of our time. He's like the Bob Dylan of... He is. Yes. He is the poet <laughs> If anything, I don't know anything about the town of uh, Columbus, Ohio. If anything, I think that maybe Flavortown should be reserved for like a town that is more famous for diners, drive-ins, and dives. I just don't know. You know, it's like he, any any town could be Flavortown. That's the great thing about Guy Fieri's work is that. There are flavor towns everywhere in this great country of ours. Absolutely. I really need, I'm definitely going to get a crass tattoo at some point of a flavor town on my body. And you can just guess where it's going to be. And Molly, based on what you've just said, I have just started a petition to change the name of our country to the United States of Flavor Towns. Flavor Town, holy moly, Stromboli. <laughs> That'll make me a patriot, man. Yeah, let's, I'm a, res- I'm a proud 
member of Flavortown. There's a lot of things I love about this country, and Guy Fieri embodies many of them. How do I get Guy Fieri to start saying, you gotta be souping me? This yeah. is what I need in oh, my, my God. life. Oh, my God, know he will. You know, <laughs> of course he will. He says things like, his seafood is so fresh, it'll slap you. <laughs> what does that mean? I think... I think first you got to get him sporting big Jackie's t-shirts on his shows, on his very shows. You I want to say thank you guys so much for all of the amazing <laughs> big Jackie's t-shirts ideas that we have been working on. I am just, man, the, 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 the best part is trying to convince your brother boss to get you to be able to make these shirts. I was like, he's like, no, he's like, I'm not. I don't want to make shirts about about your your vagina. I don't want to, I don't want that. I'm not talking about your vagina on the shirts. It's more of a masturbation pun than a vagina pun. I feel. I like. mean, it's definitely you know, it's it's uh, it's a lot. Of, I really I, I've I've enjoyed uh, some of my favorites were Big Jackie's Seafood Shack, Clam Jam. Thank you, ma'am. That oh goes up to Dorothy Zanuck. I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Holy on Japanese, uh, on our holding a nice Twitch stream, we we uh, our Twitch community has been really helping us come up with a lot of fun ideas. Um, it's just I'm really I just fr- uh, ch- Big Jackie's fried chicken sticking bones in greasy boxes since 2002. <laughs> I love it too because everyone remembered that my I lost my virginity in 2002, so a lot of these. Shirts are going to be hailing from the beginning of my uh, of my openness, and uh, there's just I'm very excited about what's to come with Big Jackies, and hopefully, how do I get? Oh God, we saw this sign today. We were we were honking towards people on the side of the road that had like Black Lives Matter posters, and one of them said, "Um, this too shall pasta," <laughs> and I need to find the person that wrote. <laughs> This too shall pasta. Because I think together we would be unstoppable. You gotta be souping me. You're damn right this too shall pasta. That was like alongside the Black Lives Matter protest signs. Like that was just like along for the ride. I think it was just something that was like, well, I'm positive. This too shall pasta. Doesn't make any sense. That's, I think it's great. Uh, you know. Oh, Jeff was so upset. So mad at this too shall pasta. Which is, of course, why I've been saying it so often. <laughs> I love it. You gotta be souping me with that. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. And you know what? If we're going to be selling Big Jackie's merch, I guess we should probably step up our pussy candle game, y'all. 
<sighs> because Gwyneth Paltrow, what? You know what, though? You know what, though? And we're talking about it on our podcast, too. She actually, I'm starting to, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm flip-flopping now. Are She's you brilliant? Are you about She's a brilliant to- marketer. I, I will know give her she that. is. I this know is she's good at marketing. Those are going to sell out in a second. They cost $75, by the way, or at least the other ones did, right? And they sold out in two seconds. Just paying $75 for a candle alone is crazy. And I know that candle's not big enough to be one of those really expensive good candles like Bed Bath & Beyond sells. I know candles. I'm homing nearly. I know my way around the candle factory. What's your favorite candle scent? Favorite candle scent? Uh, lately, we've got a very good citrusy. Um, it's like a citrus pine scent. Also, Ooh. ash and smoke uh, has been a good one. Ooh. Check out uh, Patty Wicks. Patty Wicks. Or Patty Wax. Patty Wax. Really that, good. Are you sure that's that sounds like some sort of? Is this not a porn thing? <laughs> no, no, no. We we because because of quarantine, this was a wreck for us. Patty wax was a wreck for us. We were like, we need to up our candle game because we are in this apartment all the time, making it stinkier and stinkier by the second. Ugh. So we need to be lighting these candles up left and right. So yeah, we got a bunch of candles. We actually need to order a bunch more because we're finally running out. We've been Ooh, lighting amber and smoke. Yeah, I'm looking at the patty wax right now. I'm a big yeah, amber I love, and smoke. Uh, I love a candle, but that's the thing is that yes, it is another seventy dollar candle, and yes, we are talking about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. We're going goop duet over here. Goop Duet vaginal candles. This one, though, smells like her orgasm. Now, I get it. It's a joke. I know it's a joke. But I just, I I look at her and I don't think, ha, huh, what a kidder. <laughs> I really don't. And you know what? And I was just watching Knives Out again. I just watched Knives Out, too. Isn't it great? Tony Collette's character makes me think of a goop where you're just like, ah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Knives Out was so fun. I feel like I really. I love Knives I Out. I really missed it. I was like. I didn't watch most of the Oscar movies this year, and I was like, okay, I've heard of Knives Out, and then I watched it, and I was like, this is like a romp murder mystery. This is exactly what I like. It's very yeah, good. Yeah, somebody online I saw early, uh, the other day was like, Knives Out's overrated. I'm like, but Knives Out was just straight up a really good murder mystery, and maybe sometimes it's good to have something like that. No, and, and that's why not... it was so well written. It was just sucked yeah, you in. It was so well done. A part of the mystery genre that we're missing now. I feel like there's just so many now... So many jukey mystery movies, which, like, I'm into juking. You know, juke all over the place, Mr. Plot. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but this one, I'm just so waiting for the juke. And then the juke, it's like, the, it, just the movie's very good. I'm not going to say any more because I don't want to give everything away. But it's very so, good. So, speaking of murder mysteries, how many, over under on this, how many do you th- people do you think Gwyneth Paltrow has paid to be murdered? Three. Well, give us the range. You don't, you're, you're, we just want to uh, p- pull it out. Pull. Jackie says three. <laughs> Jackie's throwing three down. I think three. I'm going to say over three. Okay. Wow. wow. Especially with a woman whose orgasm smells like tart grapefruit, neroli, and ripe cassis berries blended with gunpowder tea and Turkish rose absolutes. You know when you Again. walk into a room right after someone just had like nasty sex? You know when you walk <laughs> in and you know someone just had sex in that room? That's not what it smells like. It does. And it, by the way, if I did smell grapefruit in a room after people just had sex, I would throw up. I hate grapefruit. 
Holden, not a big grapefruit fan. Unless it's the flavor of a White Claw, which weirdly enough I love. That's my favorite flavor of White Claw. He does love I the cannot grapefruit, White grapefruit. Claw. I just can't wait for you to move here so I can always give you my grapefruit White Claws because I uh, hate them. You don't like the grapefruit White Claws? And I'll give you my really? shitty mangoes. No, and he give me the mangoes. He hates the mango. I love the mangoes. I hate the mango. It tastes like butter soda, which one would think would be good, but it's not a good kind of butter soda. Also, though, <laughs> the Bud Light Seltzers, unfortunately, have a bready aftertaste would not recommend either. I have not tried them yet. I'll throw, I'd I'll say throw this out there. Save it. Don't do Smirnoff it. Smirnoff seltzers, the red, white, and berry. I think that they're around for just a limited more time, and um, we are not sponsored by them any means. I wish we fucking could be, <laughs> but they are goddamn delightful. Okay, I'll check them out. I'll seek them out. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm going to be saving my $75 and not spending it on the smell of Gwyneth Paltrow's orgasm. But again, if they could really, if they could get the scent of a room of two people that drank too much, that it is just sweaty, gross sex where you're like trying to have sex and you don't even turn the air conditioner on. You know, like oh, like when you're like slippy, slidey, viscous <laughs> sex. You put that into a candle, I'd be intrigued enough to purchase That's it. the thing. If they, you're going to yeah. be, this is exactly... Gwyneth Paltrow's pretending like she's so brave, being like, oh, it's my orgasm. Make it smell like actual sex. That's brave. Make a candle that yeah. really legit smells like sex, and I will maybe tip my hat to you. But don't be like, oh, it's my vagina. It smells like pine. No, it doesn't. Right. Be honest. It reminds me of when I got these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles scratch and stiff snicker stickers, and the smell was pizza, and it smelled a little bit more like vomit than pizza, and it made me oh, want to throw wow. up. But that's yes. legit. It smelled horrendous. You know what I mean? And, and but it smelled like <laughs> pizza, more like pizza than something fresh. Like those and, Harry Potter jelly you know. beans that really legit taste oh. like boogers. Like make a candle Awful. that actually smells like an orgasm, and I will yeah, tip my hat because we should demystify these things. We should be like, yes, sex has a smell. I don't think we actually need to make a candle that smells like it. There's no her- heroism no. in that. But at least do the thing you're saying you're doing. Don't be like, oh, it's also grapefruit. Nobody's sex right. smells like grapefruit. No, no, no. no, no, no. There would be B.O. smell. I don't know how you re- create that. A, a, tint, a tinge of bleach. If you're talking about man cum, a little bit of bleach in there. It's a bit of a bleachy smell. See, I think it's more of like, I think, you know what you do? You get those Bud Light seltzers. You pour them all over the candle. You let that bready, okay. that bready smell sit for a while that's also oh, kind of fruity. You turn the Bud Light dude. seltzers into the candle, and that's oh, some old cum right there. Or get creative with it and be like, it's actually a mix of like whiskey, cigarettes, um, you sure. know, deodorant, um, latex, and Ooh. like sheets that haven't been washed in three weeks, you know, like be well, honest. You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point, though, Molly. There's definitely different categories. There's one night stand. Ooh, I would even go as far fun. as yes. I would even go as far as what because you're describing one night stand in your twenties. Yeah. Yes. Then there's one night stand in your thirties. Then there's married couple. Yes. No, but then there's you know also I mean? one night stand in your 40s and 50s, which, you know, that's oh, yeah. a fun one. But then there's also yeah. like, I want it. I mean, I don't want it because that's a very creepy thing to smell. But like, or what about the parents of two young children that have a night away from them? What is right. that smell? Like, that's, that's a, a different That one. is an odor. That's a choice. <laughs> That is odor. If Gwyneth Paltrow put out a line of 10 different candles and it was like, yes, 
uh, you know, one night stand in your 20s. It smells like the five cents are whiskey, weed, cigarettes, BO, and old boxer shorts. And whatever, you know? like, uh, like, um, some TV show smells like. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like some TV show you've seen a million times smells right, like, like right. A Watching, CGI or something. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, right. Like or I, CSI, you know, yeah. Law and Order SVU. Bring in yes. the bring in the consultants for what a fifty uh, one night stand in your fifties smells like. I'm not quite sure. I assume that it smells great. I, it's like Febreze. In my brain, it smells like George Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Higher standards is what it smells like, and that's a whole other choice. That I think that's a personal choice. Really good laundry detergent. Oh, now I want to do like you know, like I, I, you know, all those celebrities get when they get to choose their own perfume, like when they're smelling all the different scents and they're putting scents together. I want to do that of my sex for a candle, <laughs> and then you put it on, and then every time Jeff smells it, he's like, "Oh, I guess we're about to have sex." You know, it's yeah. like a trigger. Right. It's like Pavlov's candle. <laughs> it's Pavlov's fuck candle. Because you could associate, you know, uh, scent is a strong um, emotional and memory smell. Like, you could be like, when I think about sex, these are the four smells I could name. I think that everyone could probably do that. And that would be kind of fun. But I just truly doubt that Gwyneth Paltrow is actually smelling grapefruits when she's banging. Maybe she's banging in her right. like California backyard and there's legit grapefruit trees. In which case, congratulations, your life is better than all of ours, you know? That or what I matter, I imagine that she puts on a grapefruit lotion and then lays back and and stares off into the nothing and just waits for it to be over. So maybe that's why she does smell grapefruit because there's no sweating involved. Because I don't know about y'all, but the second I start any kind of anything, oh. immediately covered in sweat, dripping, dripping. <laughs> I think sweat. it's it's just the classic metaphor or what or example rather of the the new wave health fad. It's like put whatever label you want. And make it as eye drawing as possible, and fill it with whatever scent or chemical or or natural essence you want it to have, and just be like, "This makes your breasts turn upside down." And then people are like, "Oh, I'm into what?" Yeah, and they drink it, and, and it doesn't actually do that, but it will get them to purchase it. And so, you know of course, saying so like, excited. "This is my orgasms." I'm waiting for the day where every time I wake up in the morning, I have to push my breasts out of my face to drink my first sip of coffee. Yes, like I want, like you're I hiding my in the bush up. Yeah. or something. You're like hiding yes. in, a, in a in a stealthy way or something. Ooh, and say it's my breasty yourself. thrush. Is that what it's called? What is it? It's th no, thrush is a disease, right? Thrush is a yeast infection. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not breasty thrush. Uh, bre thrush? Uh, th thr no. I don't. I need to look into my thick vegetation language. Um, I'll circle right. back though. We'll get back into it. <laughs> but I do have to know. Put a pin in it, <laughs> Molly. How do you feel about the new Unsolved Mysteries? There is a reboot of Unsolved Mysteries. The there are six episodes coming out on July first. Do you think? That it will have the same joie de vivre as the OG did. You know, I, I, I watched it and I got mad immediately because it's <laughs> just not what Unsolved Mysteries is. There is no slick. There is no... Like, mm. it's not Unsolved Mysteries if you don't have the original victims of the crimes reenacting the horrible crimes that were done to them. I'm sorry, but... 
You're right. This is like true detective style. It's like so like ooh, true crime. And it's like in a way Unsolved Mysteries was ahead of its time because now we're in this like slick, sexy, true crime genre. Uh, where everything is true crime, and so bring back Unsolved Mysteries, and probably I'll watch it, and probably I'll enjoy it, but there was no Robert Stack, obviously, because he's dead. Um, No. There was no, um, you know, 80s mustaches. There was no, like, really uncomfortable um, talking head interviews with, you know, victims' families. It's like all of the yes. the things that make Unsolved Mysteries Unsolved. It was just a, a nice new true crime show, and that's fine, and I, for some reason, like that shit. But it was not Unsolved Mysteries. Don't call it Unsolved Mysteries. That's exactly what I was thinking. The thing is that I will watch this show, but they didn't need to call it Unsolved Mysteries to get me to watch it. It is a whole other ball game. We like Unsolved Mysteries for a very specific reason, and it is not the fact that it is sleek and sexy. Right. It really is. It's like it, it's almost like it's like a fuck sesh, this Unsolved Mysteries trailer. Yes. You watch it, and I'm just like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. It's so sexy. Ooh. And it's like, right, again, the, the, the key part of Unsolved Mysteries is that every hour has, I think, five. I don't know how they split it up for the hour-long like television session, because it's not four, which is what you would think. It's usually five or six. It's like a weird number of stories. And always, at least one or two of them, is an extremely mis- like um, phenomenon, like, what word am I looking for? S- paranormal. Like, um, yes. you know, there's always a fucking ghost one and then there's always like a you know gelatinous goo fell from the sky yeah is this all just gonna be abduction stories yeah it's all gonna be like missing women like you know it's trying to just be true crime it's just yeah by the way what what the what the fuck does does do we have to do with hollywood to get last podcast on the left a true a comedy true crime show where they do funny reenactments and stuff and like comical you know what I mean and make it like ridiculous and play into it and oh I know they've been trying to probably pitch that for the longest time and it's just like can can you just give them this funny show funny take yes. on one of these shows a parody version of these oh, I'd like how to smile immediately would that sell it's like crazy to me. And right. this is the kind of thing where as someone that I almost always like to be upset y'all know how often then I watch Dear Zachary, I like to be upset. But like in the past, I'm going to say Can't believe you've watched months. that more than once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? That's the greatest. Unbelievable. That movie ruined me for like a week. I, I, I wasn't the same person for a when week. When I watched that movie, I was like, what have I done? I'll never be able to forget that I watched this. You give me an ordinary people. You know, you give me something upsetting. I love it. But the pe- like the times are changing, life is changing, and even I, over the past month and a half, two months, have almost completely stopped watching upsetting things because I I need a break from upset in when it comes to what I'm watching on my screen. So I would kill to have something that is silly, fun to watch that is also true crime because I love true crime. Well, don't murder a person over it. I mean, please. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm not strong enough <laughs> mentally or physically. So you never have to worry Wait, about that. Speaking of true crime, I can't believe we've never talked about it on this, this on this show before. Have you guys seen the true crime um, show that is on HLN, which is where all the really bad true crime stuff that I watch is like forensic files, but there's a show called very 
dangerous people, very scary people. I should look up the actual name. But anyway, Donnie. It is called uh, I very believe scary it's called Very people. Scary People. Donnie Wahlberg hosts it. And he just. Oh, just I yes. even just seen <laughs> the still of Donnie Wahlberg's fat, thick face. I just. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say fat. It's just that this what this picture of him in the still, if you look up Very Scary People, it doesn't even look like him. He's trying right. to look too thick-necked. That's really what it is. He stands in like a brick hallway and reads like sentences about John Wayne Gacy. And yeah, the whole time that I watch it, whenever I see shit like this, I'm always like, <laughs> why aren't like the boys doing this? Not Donnie Wahlberg. You know? <laughs> I, I, how? How is that not happening? It uh, because he's me. the Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, Molly, <laughs> hello. Of, of, of Wahlberg. Every time I think of have you heard of Wahlburger, his family restaurant? <laughs> Every time because I think he, he's got the- his fingers in a couple of soups. It's. Very scary people, oh, and also man, the you Wahlburger restaurant. Souping me with that shit, you <laughs> know it. He is, he is. Talk about, he's the little princess of Flavor Town. He wishes that he was, because Donnie Wahlberg. Every time I think about him, I think about when Henry was on that episode of Blue Bloods, and Donnie Wahlberg kept tickling him against Ugh. his will and henry's like you gotta stop was that the one where he had the bong no the, the episode of blue bloods uh no the bong one was when he was on the law and order episode and henry's in this one episode <laughs> I've of blue seen bloods. That one. i don't know I, I never really watched blue bloods all i know is that the pie shop i used to work for made pies for the end dinner scenes and apparently uh donnie Wahlberg likes to tickle and very <laughs> uh, uncomfortable i don't like to be tickled already but if someone i didn't know and i'm on the yeah. set of something was tickling me i don't i just feel like i'd eventually just be like i'm done i can't do this i don't care how much money <laughs> it is i don't think i can do this anymore right i can't i think one of my worst nightmares is being held down against your will by people and just being tickled to, when you're just screaming for people to stop doing it. You know what I mean? I know there's worse things out there. Oh, there's man, so many worse things out there, feeling. but that is a rough one, especially if you watch the documentary Tickled, which, woo! Uh, yes, which is amazing. Ooh, ooh, really opens up, or watch Riverdale. Yeah, Either yeah. way, you get a glimpse into the world of Tickle videos. Oh, you know, man, y'all, this is, just, sorry, complete sidebar. We were so fed up with Riverdale by the end of Riverdale, and that was at the beginning of May, and now I just, I, I can't wait for Riverdale to come back, because I think it really encapsulates the true, um, I, I need nonsense uh, a little bit more now than I did then. Well, you guys got my text, of course, about the anonymous person who passed me along a press release that they got from a friend of a friend about the finale and next season of Riverdale. I think we pretty much that pretty much solves it. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say legally about what you guys read, but uh, I was so gleeful and happy to to get to send you guys that. Holden is evil. Holden is evil. And I think (laughs) I actually you know what? I think that it will be I'm going to still watch the hell out of it. And I think that it will be interesting. And they'll go they're gonna bypass the college years. We don't have to worry about them in different towns. Yeah. Yeah, And the city stuff. I thought they were really gonna be in like New York City or Chicago. No, they're coming back to Riverdale. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And I will be ready once the show starts. Hopefully, you know. If Hollywood actually can stay open the way that they are planning for it to, but I am going to watch the hell out of it when it does. And um, Molly, 
I mean, I, if Jackie's watching it, I have to watch it. But I got to say, I don't have quite as happy an attitude about it. I think it's going to be trash. But I'll enjoy it. I enjoy watching trash. You know, Jackie and I used to watch Pretty Little Liars every week, and I really looked forward to it. And sometimes, right. Jackie, I find myself missing Pretty Little Liars. I do miss Pretty Little Liars. I miss it. Well, then there's, you know, don't worry. I've been, I've been filling my time watching Married at First Sight instead. So don't worry. There's still trash uh. out there. There's still trash out there for us. By the way, the newest season set in not only my hometown of Charlotte, but also my wedding venue. This has been the most thrilling enjoyment of a reality show ever, where I am watching them all get married for the first time without seeing each other in my actual wedding venue that Lexi and I got married. I am so thrilled about it. I can't I cannot tell you what a fun watching experience that was. I get so mad. I get so mad at Married at First Sight. <laughs> I get so mad at it because I cannot stop watching it. Even Holden was mm-hmm. like, oh I watched the episode when they all get married at the place where I got married. I was like, you can't stop there. That's where it gets interesting. I want to see how they interact with each other. God damn the fucking science of this show. It makes me so interested in it. (laughs) Well, would you also be interested in the fact that Justin Bieber is a lizard? Yes. (laughs) This week's celebrity conspiracy is a bit of a doozy. Oh. Uh, Yes. Yes, my, and I hope doozy. it speaks to you, Molly. Uh, uh, this one, this one goes out to you. Because I'm a believer. Is that why? Oh yeah, because. Uh, but are, do you believe in a lizard? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I want to believe. Uh, so here we go. Yeah, and speaks lover. to me, of course, because you, you lizard friend. Uh, yes, Justin Bieber discovered at just 13 years old by Scooter Braun when he posted YouTube videos and performances of cover songs and has gone on to rock the world with his big hits such as Baby and Sorry and You're Welcome. <laughs> he had major success back in 2015 with his album Purpose and went on a world tour at that time, but remaining dates were canceled in 2017, quote, due to unforeseen circumstances was he was he molting is that the unforeseen Mm. circumstance i mean these i the accounts are here and i think you're going to be very interested in some of the quotes from some of the many uh people involved in this situation in australia one of the stops on this purpose tour was sydney brisbane melbourne and most importantly perth and there was an article published by perth now that was quickly taken down with a headline that read, hundreds of fans claim they saw Justin Bieber turn into a giant reptile. So allegedly, the story claimed that police had been called by distressed fans who saw, quote, gross colored scales all over Bieber's body. And this is actually when he uh, arrived at the airport in Perth. One witness said, quote, all hell broke loose in the airport after Bieber shapeshifted in front of his fans. (laughs) Here's another quote. There were girls hiding in toilets, crying. Guys were running for the exits, jumping in taxis to get out of there. <laughs> witnesses, witnesses saw, this is one of my favorite ones I've done. Witnesses saw, Be- saw Bieber, quote, with a black stripe down the middle, he grew a few feet taller and had big, gross colored scales all over his body. <laughs> what? And quote, big scaly claws that were lashing out angrily. Oh, he's an angry lizard? Angry That's even lizard. worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
And and there's here's a report from a local skater boy that saw him outside. Wait, did he say hotel. see you later, boy? Yes, he said see you later, but it didn't matter because the lizard can't speak human languages. <laughs> see you later, boy. <laughs> he saw him outside of his hotel that same night. So that very night, this is after the uh, the airport stuff, and the skater boy said this. He's hanging around with this big guy, his bodyguard, I guess. And we were just staring because he kept turning into a huge reptile. His bodyguard was pointing at us, shouting that he'd kick our teeth in if we didn't put our phones away. Other descriptions included, quote, greenish brown claws and, quote, turd cover sca- colored scales. Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a shit lizard. As well as, quote, really big, like way over six foot. Slitty little reptile eyes, curves, and covered in scales. So many people watched the transformation. Oh, what? Wow. How is he not doing better at hiding these things? Yeah. If you're not familiar with the reptilians, this is a conspiracy of a reptilian race that controls our society first, coming into prominence by former BBC sports reporter David Icke, who claimed that the members of the British royal family were nothing more than reptiles with crowns. And I do believe the last podcast, boys, went deeply into this theory. Ladies, thoughts, opinions, I like the lizard people conspiracy theory. It is a lot of fun. And I think that... (laughs) I like that he only did it in Perth, Australia. I think that there's no better place to be a lizard, (laughs) you know? No, and I wonder if... Go with me. That maybe he was a lizard, <laughs> and he find he had his final molt, and that is why now he is a man of God that has settled down with a wife, and that he says that his whole life is different, and that he was a completely different quote unquote person before the settling down. But maybe it's because he had the final I don't know transformation. Surgery required, who knows, to make sure, or maybe finally got this the perfect cocktail to make sure he didn't inadvertently change again. So does that make his wife a lizard as well? Good question. How can she, can a lizard write a whole song about a non-lizard's vagina is the real question. I don't know. Is, is a, or maybe is a lizard's, Pussy hole yummier <laughs> than a human's pussy hole. We all know. I I don't think I'll ever know. And isn't that sad? <laughs> if a lizard could talk and eat someone out, would they say yummy, yummy, yummy? <laughs> yeah, oh, yummy, yes. yummy. I think is the biggest case to, uh, that proves it. You know. Although, especially with the tongue, and maybe that's why. He's very, I'm assuming maybe he's very good at eating now and he, get the, he gets that tongue in there. And maybe, I don't know what happens with the t- lizard's taste buds, but it's got to be different than a human's taste buds, right? Got to be. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure I could do some research on that and get back to you on it next week. Denser, denser than a human's tongue. I think, denser. you know what I'm going to say? It hands down. A thousand percent, he is a lizard. I I get it. I, <laughs> I think didn't that even he ask is, the question. Think, <laughs> Jackie already there with it. I'm already there. found her grips. I'm there. Many people said that they watched their multiple witnesses. Multiple witnesses. If a man is changing that quickly in front of other people, what else? Is there another? 
option? Yeah, multiple witnesses does really put the, uh, that's the nail in the coffin, I think. Uh, do you believe Justin Bieber is a lizard, and do you still support him in the way that you did, if so? Ten minutes ago before I knew he was a lizard? Yes. Um, I'm going to say, is it a cop-out to say again my answer, which is always... I want to believe, but instead this time it's I want to believe. Whoa. Yeah. I want to believe that he is a lizard. I mean, no, it's not a cop out, but it could be. I don't know. I think that it would be awesome if he was a lizard. I think that it would explain not a lot, but at least some about, you know what? No, lizards are probably more consistent people than Justin Bieber. Yeah, I think that he's a lizard. I think it's great. <laughs> wow. Oh, you got and would you, do you still support the music of the man? You know, my thing with Justin Bieber has always been I have a lot of compassion for him because he's just a little kid, and it turns out he's not a little kid. He's a—I mean, he's not a little kid anymore. He was just a little kid when he got famous, and I think that kind of paralyzed him there. Um, but it turns out he was just a little lizard. He was a little lizard that was peeing into the janitor's <laughs> buckets, you know? So I actually don't know if I like this because I think it might make me less able to empathize with him because I don't know what it's like to be a 13-year-old lizard the way that I know what it's like to be a 13-year-old human. Well, you know what, Molly? It's not too late now to say sorry. <laughs> you know what? Because he's got scales all over his body. Because <laughs> if you like the way I eat those flies, well, baby, you can go and eat those flies. Yeah, see? All of it can be, oh, my God, he was trying to tell us this whole time. The entire time. We weren't listening, and now that we are, we are here for you. Molt for me. Molt for me, bitch. Molt for me, bitch. That'll be the next one, and I can't wait for it. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Well, there you go. That is my conspiracy theory corner. That Back was a you, good Jackie. one. That was a really, really good one, Holden. I felt that was a really, really good, about good one. Good job, Holden. <laughs> that was a really good one. And I just also- love that he grew six feet tall, and he was <laughs> and, and like and all these people, and the turd co- colored scales. Turd is colored scales. The funniest quote. I'm like, can I, thank you for this bounty. <laughs> This week, celebrity conspiracy. Yeah, that very much so. I know. I feel like I, I gifted, like I, I made enough sacrifices that the, uh, that the pop culture gods were like, all right, we'll give you some articles you want to talk about. How about that? <laughs> some dumb shit that you can talk about. <laughs> like what is on the list this week, guys? Oh, oh who's, who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, gotta have that list. list. We're finally doing it. We're finally getting to it. 
It's the 10 movies where the actors had real on-screen sex. This goes out to you, Holden McNeely. I know that you were waiting for it. I'm just so curious. This is such a batshit crazy thing to do, in my opinion, during the course of filming a movie that I just need to know. Because Brown Bunny was the only one I was aware of. I just don't know why. I guess you go the the next level, but I don't really know why... You would do it, and it seems that, or at least, I mean, it seems that they it, it is consensual. I haven't looked into each one of these movies, but it really does seem like Brown Bunny, which is what we're starting off with. Now, Holden, have you seen Brown Bunny? Of course not. I heard it's fucking awful, but I just knew it as that <laughs> terrible movie where Chloe Savini ends up giving an actual, actual blowjob. Blow and it, they kind of... I'm, I'm glad that she's since, like, I feel like she's really reclaimed her career in a lot of ways, and I really appreciate Chloe Savini, but this was... I'm going to say maybe a misstep. It was an interesting time in her career. Brown Bunny premiered at Cannes in 2003, and the audience was shown a film that guaranteed they would never forget who Chloe Sevigny is. <laughs> in the film, she gives her co-star Vincent Gallo an actual beach that's short for blowjob, and has since confirmed that it is indeed real. Ugh, but she's so good in Big Love, even though Big Love falls off yeah. after, you know, season three. But she's yeah, great. she's amazing She is Big so Love. good in Big Love. I'll, I'll, she is... Like, now I can't think of Chloe Savini without thinking of Big Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vincent Gallo, this really tanked his career, and he was doing very well up to this point. Buffalo 66. And oh, Buffalo 66 is so good. Very experimental, though, actor-director type. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. And then there's Lie With Me. I've never heard of this movie before. And so we're doing this also more of a ways like, let's look into this stuff if you guys are curious. Lie with me. If the sex in Lie with me looks real, it's because it is. Lauren Lee Smith, who you may know from The L Word, and Eric Balfour, who has appeared in Haven and 24, confirmed that they really got it on for this movie. And I will say the picture uh, makes you want to check it out. <laughs> See what's going on, but almost as much as it makes me want to check out Caligula, which I have never seen Caligula. I, we neither. should watch it. I've never seen it. It is so infamous. I didn't know it featured actual real sex. I just knew it was horny AF. Right. Me too. And I'm... It, and I think most people are aware of of uh, of the film Caligula. I've never checked it out, but in 1979, it is a film about the fall of the Roman emperor. It was produced by a guy named Bob Guccione who just happened to be the founder of Penthouse Magazine. That probably makes the fact that this movie features some pretty intense, unsimulated sex on screen just a little less surprising. While Helen Mirren and Malcolm McDowell star in the film, they aren't in the graphic sex scenes. Those were filmed in private and then edited into the film. Now, I just don't wow. think that just because you're the founder of Penthouse Magazine, that means that you're definitely going to have unsimulated sex scenes in a movie that you're producing, but I get but they're coming from, and even in this picture, just looks like a lot of um, fun colored Roman robes and a lot of laying about <laughs> sex top. It, it is known as that horny sex movie for sure. For sure. I'm definitely curious about it. I'm actually, I didn't realize this next entry was also a real sex movie. Me and also neither. have always been curious about this movie because it is essentially his follow-up to Hedwig. It's John Cameron Inch. Mitchell. I had no idea that there is real sex in the movie Short Bus. 
It was a team effort when it came to the authentic sex scenes in Short Bus, an erotic drama from 2006. Director John Cameron Mitchell, yes, from Hedwig, encouraged the actors to have real orgasms in the provocative film about people who go to a sex saloon. In fact, he jumped into the action himself by going down on a woman in the final scene. Wow! There's lots of butts in this picture. So many butts. So many butts. You know what it is, too? Where I, again, and I know that I bring up the astronaut's wife a lot, but there is something about, I think, that harkens back to being younger and having to seek out sex in movies that still tantalizes me, titillates Mm. me, and knowing that these people are having actual sex, when in reality... We all have access to many, many ways of watching porn. We can watch people having sex at any point in time. But there's something about how it's just like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be doing that. This is a professional situation. That I imagine if I was in, like, I talk such a big talk, but if I was put in that situation, I'd be like, oh, no, no, thank you. No, no, I'd rather not. That's how I've always felt about on-camera sexy stuff, I'm always like, I am an artist. And then when I'm like, watch sex scenes, I'm like, no, no, I won't, no, don't make me. Absolutely not. I've made like, I've definitely made, you know, uh, private tapes before, but I can't imagine people actually, I I can't even imagine anyone, I don't think I'd ever be in a situation where anyone would ever kiss me on screen, but if they did, I'd still be like, ah, oh, uh, ah. Is that how I? Is it too late to say sorry? And then I'll start singing Justin Bieber, and they'll be like, "Is she having a stroke?" And I say, "Yes, I'm having a stroke." Oh my Someone god! Someone ambulance. Jackie's turning into a lizard right in front of my eyes, and she's becoming what she, she's six feet tall, and she's got cum-covered scales. Jackie's writer says that she will do a sex scene, but she will only do it while singing. Is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> Although I imagine that would be a great awkward moment of something that I would almost surely do if I was too drunk. But anyway, romance, (laughs) 1999's romance. It is the first mainstream movie to feature a fully erect penis. Schwing! It also (laughs) contains lots of nudity, masturbation, and explicit oral sex. And is the film that is frequently pointed to as one that changed the way non-porno sex could be shown on screen. Thanks, romance. Never heard of this movie before. Never heard of this movie I don't know why I haven't. Me neither. But now I'm going to seek it out, just like I'm going to seek out the movie Intimacy. And another movie I haven't heard. Where have I been? As someone that loves to watch sex, Intimacy has remained a surprisingly mainstream since its release in 2001. The film features Carrie Fox providing some pretty serious fellatio to her co-star, Academy Award winner Mark Rylance. Okay. 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 You bet. I'll take it. <laughs> Which one is Mark Rylance? I'm looking at this. Oh, that's Mark. Wow. Okay, I'll watch him get a beach. <laughs> He's been lots of stuff. <laughs> and then we got, then there's love. Gaspar knows beautiful 3D fuck movie. Yes, it is on Netflix, if you dare. And then also this one, guys. Little Ashes. Not heard about this movie. But apparently, Robert Pattinson I plays Salvador this. Dali. And he for real. <laughs> jerks himself off 
I need to see this. Have to watch it. We watch him actually come, <laughs> and I, I just, I, it makes sense as Salvador Dali. But I imagine he, like, in reading all the interviews I've read with him, I bet that that was something he encouraged. Damn, not a, not as interested in that. No, really? You. I love this the picture they use this really bad still yeah, frame still- of him. <laughs> clearly in the heat of the moment with a really bad painted on Salvador Dali mustache and it looks so funny. It looks pretty rough. Yeah, I guess I just don't want to watch <laughs> Robert Pattinson be Salvador Ali jerking off. Like I'm not against in theory, but in actual practice, I just don't want it. I I I under I will watch it for you, and I will let you know. I'll just tell you, you know. Um, oh, you should watch this these minutes of it, if okay. you dare. And then we're gonna round it out with the idiots. This is a Lars von Trier movie that I have not heard of. Me neither. I, right? It's yeah. the same director. I've seen Nymphomaniac Volume 1, um, which same. many speculated featured Shia LaBeouf having real sex, but instead his face was CGI'd onto a body which was having real sex. And in 1998's The Idiots, you can't see the actors' faces, but there is a scene during one of the orgies where there is certain penetration. Wow. Are you tantalized? <laughs> I am so hard right now, Jackie. No you look it. You look it. There's something about, oh, at the end of a podcast when you're covered in sweat and you feel so gross. You did, Man, there's nothing quite like, ooh, getting all hard at the thought of penetration. <laughs> I'm more hard at the shot, thought of a uh, cold shower more than anything. Well, yes. I can tell I can tell that it's hard, but I cannot see it. Oh, it no. It seems to have escaped my off. vision. Oh. Not only my genitals, but <gasps> the screen on which you ladies are on and everything around me has become... <laughs> Oh my god, I think I'm going blind. Blind items. items. <laughs> we can't see them. We can't see Fuck. them. I'm sorry. We I say blind. We say blind. <laughs> you say items. We say blind. All right, let's rev it back. Let's try it again. I, I cannot hear, and I also oh. cannot see. Uh-oh. I think I'm going blind. blind. <laughs> Items. Oh, oh we, we can't, can't see them. Yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> These are the blind items of this week, okay? Here okay. we go. Starting off with number one, we've got the permanent A-list diva. Everything in her mind should watch out for that new woman in her life. She is getting super chummy with the diva's boyfriend and is saying as much to her friends, too. And your clue is she was recently featured on a hilarious blind item that involved a photo. Mariah Carey? No. Beyonce? No. Where am I? Photo. You know we don't remember from week to week. It's as if we do this in some sort of space bubble. I never remember. I'm so furious that you guys have no recollection of a previous blind item. I'm about to go jump out of my first story window, which would only cause very minor injuries. Yes, and it's going to hurt your ankles. But then we're going to have to hear you complain (laughs) about how your ankles hurt because you had to throw yourself out of the window. It probably won't even hurt, actually, because it's the first floor. But uh, she is, ugh, this woman we um, laughed about her in a movie. Taylor Swift. No. Whatever, Jackie. She's a diva. No, Taylor Swift and Joel 
uh, or what's his name? Either way, Who they're knows? in love. Oh, they're Joe in love. Alwyn. Okay. Joe Alwyn. Joe okay. Alwyn. So we're talking love. about a diva, and we're talking about a diva's friend. A diva and her very famous husband are in jeopardy because of some new woman. And we recently talked about which diva, the diva with the husband. The diva, yeah. There was a funny photo situation with the previous. Oh, lineup. Jennifer Lopez. Yes, Jennifer Lopez. She's you know who, who, who her high profile? A Rod. Yeah. After two years of dating, the two got engaged in March 2019. Uh, her and A Rod first met at a Yankees game while Lopez was still married to Mark Anthony, but didn't get together for another 12 years. And apparently, it's some fucking lady up in there. I'm going to say BS that's causing a stir. So that's the blind item there. Uh, Uh, Leave J-Lo alone. You know, it's got to be difficult. We know that A-Rod has been the uh, shitty bachelor, toxic bachelor man for a very long time. And I imagine her trying desperately to get him, unless they have some sort of open relationship deal, which I hope that they eventually will. I if that is something that they want, I think that that's got to be difficult to wrangle a partner in that is used to not being tied down. Not to say mm-hmm. that that is any excuse because fucking figure it out or don't be in the fucking relationship. But that's just me being angry about past things. <laughs> Good God! Here's the second blind item. At this point, the executives from this cable network are 50-50 on starting with a brand new cast for the bar show. No originals would remain, including the namesake. It would just be a name. Bar show, you said? Bar show, but it's not Cheers. No. Show in a bar. I think you're thinking scripted too much. You need to think outside of the scripted box. Oh, Vanderpump Rules? Recently, Lisa Vanderpump has been vehemently denying rumors she had an affair with her employee, Brett Caprioni, started (laughs) by cast member Danica Dow when she said, I can't watch the episodes and see the way they weirdly dirty talk to each other and say it's a mother-son relationship because it's not. He's hot, she's hot, and they both fantasize about each other. Lisa responded by saying, I think she's been damn right rude on many occasions, and in fact, I personally have an issue with her, which I hate to make things personal, but when she's going on television saying I'm having an affair with Brett, that really pisses me off, because in all the years with all my staff, I've never put a finger on any of them. And by the way, PSPS, Jackie, bunch of blind items about major just fuck-ups happening in that cast. <laughs> I mean, they uh, it's just, please cancel the show. Uh, <laughs> and I'm saying, just get rid of it. I don't know anyone that watches it that is pro the show. I only know people that hate watch it, and there's so many other things that we can hate watch together. Uh, I just think that it, it, even Brett Caprioni comes out saying, I was a good guy who made a mistake, and he came out thanking Lisa Vanderpump for the opportunity uh, that she gave him for being on the show, but he also is not being asked back next season either. And, oh, God. You know what? Uh, I just... Get rid of it. Can we get rid of it? I just, I'm ready for it to be over. More 90 Day. Can't they replace it with more 90 Day? Speaking of which, the three-month show star didn't get her big porn payday, so we'll be doing porn for monthly fans instead. Angela. No. I wish I'm going to go ahead and say this is one that you know I don't know. This is a season I didn't watch. But what if it's, oh, I don't remember. 
Yeah, I have to look at a picture of them to remember any of their names. Uh, she's got a Larissa? fun. Larissa. Yes, Larissa Dos Santos Lima. Yeah. Colty. Colty. Of course, she's a nightmare. He's a nightmare. They're both nightmares. After a nasty divorce from Colt Johnson, she teased fans last week about starting up an OnlyFans account. She will also be on the next season of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, despite the divorce from Colty. Whoa. Yeah. I, By the way, I have been. In- I was just going to say Rose of Big Ed fame, uh, also rumored to be doing porn as well at this point. I'll watch it. I think (laughs) I've been watching Happily Ever After and watching Robert and Annie. Uh, You know what? Their love, I think that they were made for each other. I think they were MFEO. I hate them so much. Uh, She is thick with child of his child, his sixth child. And you know what? I say mazel. Sorry, Molly. This is all uh, barely... You know, you don't know. We we just have so we have so much. It's the a, last my whole six other minutes life. have meant nothing to me. My whole <laughs> other life is ninety day fiance. I know I should start. I've been really enjoying all the reality TV I've been watching lately, which is you know like you guys know. Usually I'm in the more like the flavor town genre of reality TV, and lately I've been doing yes. more of the sexy genre, and it's great and it's fantastic. And I Molly, should just do ninety day fiance. Do you want me to tell you where I think if you were to start? I would recommend, if you want to jump in, I I would recommend you start the first season of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. Before the 90 days. Thank you, Jackie. I was was so ready to argue with you about this, and I absolutely agree with you. That is where you start. 90 Day Fiancé, before the 90 Day Season 1, you get Darcy, you get... Paul and Carini. Paul and Carini. Don't even fuck with the regular original series? Fuck it. Okay. No. All right. Also, what's great about Before the 90 Day is the more compelling part of the relationship. They've never met each other. So in they don't know what they're going to be like. So I enjoy 90 Day Fiance OG for a whole other reason. But I know you have limited time. If you have limited time of <laughs> the amount of what you can watch, start with the best. Before the 90 Days, I think it is such a more fun way of jumping into the psychological aspects of what ma- draws you to a person and why you would want to meet them for the first time and to go somewhere to go meet them. Or, you know, it's like, I think, I think it's a lot of fun. And I think that's where you should start. Simply the best. It's better than all the rest. Can you feel my, can you feel my... Can you feel my tears? They won't dry, but I can definitely see my own eyes again. I can see. Welcome back. Congratulations. (laughs) Welcome, welcome back, guys. We did it. I am cursed with a loss of sight and a regaining of my own sight every single week. It is both terrifying and special. Yeah, but you know what? I hope that it makes you see the rest of your life in a different way. I really learned something today, guys, about that. (laughs) Yeah, of course you did. You guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. I had some time. I had some time. Yeah, some time. I had some time. <laughs> Jackie's become her uh, caveman persona. 
I've enjoyed time on show. I make wood sticks rush together to make fire. The popular stars of today are very funny to speak to. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us again this week. We will be back next week. This is Page 7. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. I'm Holden McNeely. Check us out. Twitch.tv forward slash HoldenatorsHo. Friday nights with Jackie. Can't miss it. 6 p.m. ET. But more importantly than that, Patreon.com forward slash Page 7 Podcast. Jackie is smacking it out of the park with the extra content. It's unbelievable how much stuff is on there for you to listen to thrilling shit so check it out molly <laughs> i'm mjkl cat on instagram and also if you guys have anything that uh, we are we are getting close we're about three-fourths of the way through the kylie and kendall jenner book rebel city of indra the story of lex and livia <laughs> it is not it's kind it is it is 10 percent no it's 25 percent better than i thought it was gonna be at this point in time and we are in the throes of it i just want to say big ups to everyone that has been with me throughout all of this i'm also now looking for other hopefully public access books (laughs) to read so if you guys have any any books that you want to hear me read or try and give me a you want me to take it for a spin any fan fictions hit me up I love you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.